T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Gresh and Fourier. Grizzly to McAvoy, a lot of talent on the ice. Saka the shot, scores! Paul Saka with the dirt, gloves on high! Saka finishes for Krejci and Pasternak, and it's 5-2 Boston! I think that line is very dynamic. It's one of the most creative lines in the league, the way they score goals. Andy Gresh. When you're going against a very motivated team, such as the Boston Celtics, they, they have a chip on their shoulder. Um, it's clear as day that they want to win the championship and they're not wasting any time in the regular season. So tonight I felt like we were just one of those teams in the way. Christian Fourier. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. We're good. With San Francisco in the mix, a better team, he may have been better off not to quit. Gresh and Fourier right now. I would love a statue of Tom outside the, the stadium. It would, it, he is what was that success is, those six banners up there. On WEEI. Final hour here on this Thursday. Oh, do we got a big Friday show for you tomorrow. We uh, might even get on the old quarterback carousel again. Because uh, now with Tom Brady out, I think it shakes up everything. Uh, but let's get to some Patriots stuff. Celtics blue doors last night. Mm-hmm. Bruins are winners in Toronto. They're now off to the all-star break. And, I mean, we don't have anything Bruins until next Saturday, for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of time off and a little downtime run. for the bees. And, oh, yeah, then it's the cannonball run to the cup after that, friend. Oh, there you go. Um, so Mike Reese had a report. Uh, the other day, a report, whatever you want to call it, from uh, Mike Reese. <laughs> if it's in Canada, it's report. Here in the U.S., it's report. But that's the thing. Like, we went through the whole, like, are you a reporter? Are you an insider? Yeah. Are you a columnist? You know, that whole mm-hmm. thing. World's colliding. But I digress. Okay. Mike Reese, little in stature, but big reporting. The Patriots are motivated to sign Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Foyer, uh, how do you define motivated mm-hmm. under the uh, William B. Belichick dictionary? Okay, so let me try this out. You tell me if you agree with this. All right. I would say if I was going to use a synonym for this particular situation, uh-huh. motivated would be, for me, priority. Like, that's like a priority. Red, like the Red Sox had a priority yes. with Xander no, no, Bogarts? No, 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 This one's real. 
because the money isn't obnoxious. They're motivated because they probably feel like they can sign them, right? So they're, they're going to go in. It's going to be like they're not going to – they don't have to be timid. They don't have to be, you know, nervous about negotiations. They're motivated. Um, so it means they, he should be a priority. When the Super Bowl is over, when the legal tampering starts, which is the Ooh. most weirdest term by the NFL. But it's going on right now. No, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. It's like, they just keep pushing it. Just call tampering is legal. Um, he'll be first up. They probably already kind of have, have talked with him, talked with his agent. Here's what we're thinking. Who is Drew Rosenhaus, by the way? Yeah, so Same agent as Nelson Aguilar. I feel like there's enough data and history for that type of player in that position to say, here's how we're starting. You're not Gronk, so don't try to strong arm me. You're not some, you know, red jacket guy, so don't try to big time me. And don't play chicken with me because they will legitimately just be like, okay, fine. They will play nice until you're, like, arrogant about it. They will play nice, and they will respect your decision to kind of, hey, what about this? And until, until, I, I got caught up in that. I got I got pants by trying to be a little arrogant. What do you on mean? One of my, I had a I had signed, and I, after two years, after the first year, they wanted to sign me to an extension after the first year. Okay. Like right away, they were coming to me asking for an extension. Now, you came in in 03 on a two-year? Oh, oh, sorry. After the, after the Super Bowl, I came right. in on a three-year deal. Got it. Sorry. Okay. So, and 02. So, I uh, had, had like my best year, personally. You know, we talked about, made fun of all the lack of touchdowns I had. And one year, I had seven in a two-point conversion. So, I was like, man, finally, it's working. And so, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm worth more than that. Oh, I remember going back and forth. And I remember I, str- I was stringing along, stringing along, because I kept thinking that I would get more money. Finally, Pioli came up to me. He's like, ah, you know, we're dropping it. We just, they just, eh, we don't want to do it anymore. I was like, damn it. Damn it. Okay. And then, like, literally a month and a half later, they came to me. Scott stopped me in the hallway and he's like, uh, listen, we want to, we want to do this again. You ready to do this? And I asked them what the numbers were and they were lower than I initially wanted. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's almost like, so I, by being so arrogant, by being so, hey, um, they need me type of thing, that whole thing, they need me. Who's your guy? Who is my agent? Yeah. Uh, Dave Dunn. How come you just didn't say, I'm open to it, call Dave Dunn? Eventually did. Okay. Eventually did. I said, I called Dave and, 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 uh, and handled Because the whole drop in the knew, numbers on you. I already knew what the numbers were. And, that's and just me. By that point in time. No, but, that, but I, I had already, I, listen, I wanted to stay. Got it. Like, I wanted to, but I had like, played it wrong. Like, lesson learned. I had overplayed my hand. and they. But then I had learned that they, they just, listen, if, if you... If you want to play chicken with them, like I was, my position was replaceable. Like they they had just drafted Dan. They were going to draft Ben Watson. You have two first round tight ends. They're going to play. And I was like, wow, like I could, this is easy street for me. What was I thinking? Um, and this is the same thing they've done with Welker, the same thing they've done with oh, Edelman. Welker, Edelman, the same Troy thing. Brown, and those guys Amendola, you would yeah. think were irreplaceable. No. So if they're willing to gamble with those guys, to find out, see, they, they played, knew what the market was. They played chicken with the uh, freaking Logan Mankins on yeah, a franchise he, I tag. I love the way he played it, though. He was just oh, he was like, "You want to f me? Fine, I'll yeah, franchise later. tag in. I'll show up. For I'll six go weeks. race. I'll go race cattle." You know what? He did kind of get him back a little bit. He let's did. put it that way. Yeah, he, he questioned Kraft's character but, but and to all the this point, other stuff. He was viewed as a guy who maybe wasn't replaceable. Yeah, and you felt like it. And I think they look at everyone. Even Brady as replaceable. And that is the story. If the lesson learned is 
listen, they're only willing to go so far. If you continually push back and act like you're bigger than the the system, the organization, they will say, we will find another undrafted former quarterback and turn them into a high, highly productive slot receiver. We've done it multiple times. Trust me. Silence. Uh, okay, you're right. He'll go out. They'll offer him a deal. It'll be low, below market value what he thinks he's worth. Because Rosenhouse will probably think, hey, I'm talking to this guy and that guy. They will realize that, listen, it's they can do better too. I can find a six-round pick to do what he does. Whatever. They won't value him the correct way. And he'll be more productive here, and he'll have a better career here. He'll have better memories here. He'll play more important games here than he will in some other team. Unless you put him in, you know, Kansas City, you know, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, uh, Justin Herbert. Pick a quarterback that is young and, like, will get you the ball because you're the third option. You'll catch 60, 70 balls. Well, I was going to say, I wonder Cincinnati. I wonder if a team like Cleveland would look at someone like Myers and get somebody over the middle. Save, just save Deshaun Watson from himself. Just Bingo. catch the ball and fall down. So, as of right now, this is a very unofficial list of free agent wide receivers according to Spot Track. Now, mind you, there have been no cuts yet. There have been no wide receivers who've gotten into, say, a fight with their management group to where they've been released into the uh, the great wide yonder, right? But, Foyer, listen to this list. And this is stacked, by the way, uh, uh, in terms of highest to lowest on the 2022 average annual value of the contracts these players are coming off of. Number one, Nelson Aguilar, $11 bucks. Sterling Shepard is next on this list. He made or his average annual value on his deal was 10.25. Then you have DJ Chark, who uh, made 10 million in Detroit. And then listen to these Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard. Then you get to Jacoby Myers, who made 3.986 million last year as did a guy like Alan Lazard. And then below Myers, you have Deontay Hardy, Juju Smith-Schuster, whatever's left of the corpse of A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, and then you get to Matt Slater, who they have as a wide receiver who made uh, $2.622 million. Actually made more than Nikhil Harry did last year. Better player than Nikhil Harry. Of course. But that is right now your free agent options at wide receiver. Here's my gut feel on this, especially after reading that list. If the Patriots bring back Jacoby Myers, that's their big move. That's the move. That's all I think you're going to get other than maybe drafting someone or a mid-level free agent. Like, what would you consider Jarvis Landry at this point? Probably just a mid-level free agent, right? Or... Jamison Crowder or Sammy Watkins. Because here's my fear is that they go, they turn around and sign Myers. And then you got Parker, Myers, Thornton, Bourne, and coming off injury, Ty Montgomery. And how do you feel about that group? I don't feel great about that group, but I'll tell you this I think they might look to draft maybe someone in the middle rounds or. 
go to the bargain basement bin in free agency and try to find a couple of more Ty Montgomery types to then bring in. I, I think if Jacoby Myers comes back, you take the option or the dream of a high-end wide receiver kind of off the table. I don't I don't know if you can. You're you're still really thin. You're really gambling on the upside. I think it, they'll fill out the group. Well, you'll you'll so you'll have But a it bunch ain't of gonna guys. be we're gonna sign Odell Beckham or we're gonna trade for, you know, Brandon Cooks or someone well, I mean, like that. Yeah, and I would say that uh I mean, Brandon Cooks, when you think about what they gave up and, you know, really, like, you're talking about a thousand yard receiver every single year since he's been in the league. Even when he left, he's just a thousand yard receiver. And that's what he does. Million. He's a thousand yard. He's a consistent thousand yard receiver. People, oh, he's soft. He's this. He doesn't like contact. So what? You, you're, you're hiring him for his speed. He's fast. So, um, I still think you're light. I still think you're light. You need one more guy, and not a middle-of-the-road guy that's got one foot out the door that's looking just to cash in on another paycheck, and by week 10, he's going to be like, nah, I don't really feel like fighting through this injury. That, to me, is the concern. So you got to find someone who's hungry, that still has a lot to prove, that is uh, has a g- injury history that isn't you know, you know, negative. You got to. I still think they're in the mark for somebody, and maybe it's a trade. 22 guys went over 1,000 yards this year in the NFL. It was about the same number last year because we've heard 1,000 yards well, you makes didn't have you one. 30, well, but we've heard 1,000 yeah. yards makes you a great receiver. Really? Well, nowadays in the NFL. But still, it is a sign of your willingness to throw the football. I mean, you can't just be a 1,000-yard. Well, listen, you have an extra game. Okay, so you so can there eat. is that too. Okay. Um, it's, I still think it's a standard. I mean, I'm looking at some of the names on here. Brandon Ayuk, Godwin in a return year with Brady. Now, all right, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, you know, D.K. Metcalf, Garrett Wilson. You're talking about some good wide receivers. Christian now. Kirk. Yeah, but if any of you put any of these guys on the Patriots, do they transform in this team? Uh, no. 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 That's my point about the whole deal is that I think they would look well, at T. Bourne. Higgins would. I think they would look T. at Bourne as the luxury buy. T. Higgins would. Absolutely. And and are they going to turn around and give him 15 and a half a million, agent, yeah. 16, something like Probably that? Probably not, but it wouldn't, See, it, wouldn't be, thing, it wouldn't hurt. If they're going to buy a guy, even though they did spend a bunch of money on Aguilar in terms of average annual value, when you look at where the numbers have gone now, they didn't pay that guy nothing. Now, he also gave him nothing, yeah. but relative to other wide receivers, it really wasn't much when it was uh, when it was all said and done. We do got to get to what went down in Denver. Does that affect New England? And I saw a list of free agent running backs out on the Twitter, and something struck me that I got to run by Fourier. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Watch us. Love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Into three seven ninety three seven foyer yeah. out of the six one seven thousand yards a year in today's NFL, just under fifty nine yards a game. Just for the perspective on mm-hmm. the doesn't seem like a lot. How much of a uh, how much of an impact the thousand yard receiver can make? I think we're going back to the ensemble cast and hoping that uh, someone emerges. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and I don't have necessarily a problem with that i think you would have gotten much more production just better everything with a competent oc everything really it's i don't think these players are bad no i don't think they are um again they're not there's not there's not a a pro bail pro bowler in the group they have to round and almost made the playoffs it's amazing with With all that being said yeah everything that happened they were still in it till the very end okay now i read the list earlier of at least four right now the free agent wide receivers to be there there are guys like odell beckham out there who's still trying to convince people that he's healthy and okay and somebody take a chance on him and all that stuff right but i saw this two days ago on twitter and normally when you have a lot of these free agent lists that get put out there, people, you know, put it in a tweet. It's kind of like top 10 guys, right? Mm-hmm. NFL free agent running backs 2023. I want you to tell me what is missing in what I'm about to read. NFL free agents 2023. Okay, okay. running backs, right? Okay, yep. So you got Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Yep. Saquon Barkley of the Giants. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. Wow. Miles Sanders of the Eagles. Ooh. Kareem Hunt of the Browns. Okay. Jamal Williams coming off a career year with the Lions. Yeah, the Lions. Raheem Mostert of the Dolphins. Dante Foreman of the Panthers. David Montgomery of the Bears. Jeez. Rashad Penny of the Seahawks. That's Rashad Penny, huh? That's ten names. Yeah. Who's who wasn't on it? Damian Harris was not on it. So doesn't that make you think that maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that he comes back at a palatable number considering if you really need a big-time tailback, aren't you going Jacobs, Barkley, Pollard, top three? If you, I'm talking about, you have a massive hole to fill, you're maybe one player away, and go sign wow. one of those dudes. So I just, from a player's perspective, you know, I'm looking at these lists. I'm looking at where they have me ranked. I'm looking at the top 10, fill in the blank of the position, and they don't even have me. And now I'm like, oh, crap. I, right away I go, there's money flying out the window. There's uh, Now, it doesn't mean that, that that list is right or it's in that order, but it does kind of make me go, holy crap, how am I even viewed? How do other teams view me? Do they view me as just a situational power back? Do they view me as a, you know, uh, a starter? with limited uh, capabilities? Um, do they see me as like a, a sub guy for the, the starter? 
right? I'm the guy. I'm the I'm the spell guy. I'm going to give you a break, guy. You're working your ass off, guy. I'm going to come in at some you know mid level veteran deal, and uh, you know uh, I'm just going to back you up when you're tired, like what Pollard used to be. Yep, Pollard used to be that guy. And Ezekiel Elliott was like the starter and everything. And then suddenly, like, oh, I think Pollard's better. And he's like, he can do more, like Ramadre Stevenson is. Well, the guy who uh, on that list, just on that short list that interests me, is David Montgomery. Because that's a guy who, you know, in the, uh, the, the passing back role, I think you mentioned uh, Ramadre, yeah. and he's going to have more of those. But you still need the other matchup guy. And you and I talked about this a little bit. And we haven't really scratched the surface of, with Bill O'Brien being back, does that open the door again to have a fullback back on the roster? Now, there are two different kinds of fullbacks. There is insert Baltimore fullback here who are meatheads that are just going to run people over on the whole, right? And then there's Kyle Jusick out in San Francisco who is a matchup guy. You can get good matchups on him because he's a fullback, but he's more of an H-back than maybe well, then, he is a fullback. Well, then he is just an H-back then. Okay. So he is but just he legitimately an H-back. Well, that's what an H-back does. That's an H-back does both roles. You have, obviously, the tight end, the fullback, right? And then the H-back is the hybrid version of both those guys. Now, Montgomery wouldn't be that guy, but he's a matchup dude. That's somebody you can put out in the slot. I know that they might look at it and say, well, Ty Montgomery, you know, Ty Montgomery can do the same thing. Why do I have to go get his brother David? Not even though it's not his brother. But you get the point that so you know, I'm looking at this free agent list of running backs, and they do it by the average annual value of the guys that are going into free agency. The dude who made the most money last year was Saquon Barkley at about seven point eight million. Other than that, None of these dudes have been getting paid. Jamal Williams got three million dollars last year. He had like eighteen um, touchdowns. It's such a it's it's such a oh man, I guess a crowded like position where they're so like who's really special? The guy that's really special is the Ramondre Stevenson. Correct. He's the really listen. Especially I do because both. of the size and strength. I and I'm. I if you look at um, one stat to look with him is uh, tackles missed or tackles broken or yards after contact. Yards after like contact. That. He is gross. like number one. Yep. He just is always making and he's he is just as good as catching the ball as he is running in an, from an eye back situation. He's just as talented running a traditional offense um, lead blocker. Zone right, zone left, sweep, you name it, as he is lining up as in a flex position like a Le'Veon Bell. Okay? Now, not as good as a pass catcher as Le'Veon Bell, but just as talented running the football. Hands are really good. Uh, he's the coveted guy. I can do anything with you. I have lots of options, you know, when I'm scheming up, guys. You're kind of limited with Damian Harris. Here's what's interesting. So I just looked up the uh, rushing yards after contact. Stevenson was only 13th in the league. I think it's um um not it, it may not be yards after contact. It may be I forgot what it was like, like the, after breaking the, a no, tackle no no like or making something. someone miss something like that. Got like it. his ability to make the first tackler miss. There, okay. I think it's a little bit different than yards after contact. Very fair because I think that was like a, a unique advanced stat that I was like kind of look at somebody throughout there. And he may be wrong, but no, no, no. you don't need to, you can look at him running with the football. Some most people miss him. 
Well, that's the thing. He can and make, then he gets hit. He can make people miss and run through it, and that's yeah. what a lot. Of, honestly, that's Josh Jacobs. He's got the ability to make people miss, but really, with hey, the higher level guy, mm-hmm. more he'll probably get paid more. The ceiling, the thing with backs is that it's such a you know when you're younger, when you're in high school, when you're in college, even it's such a coveted position. But then when you get to the pros, it's like like the last guy that was the last back that was drafted in the first round. I think it was Saquon Barkley, or maybe it was Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs. But they don't get drafted in the first round. They don't do it anymore. Sometimes you're like second or third round, and then Which, there's a run. By on the them. way, I don't understand. I don't get it. If because here's the thing. Because if you've seen one, you've seen all of them. But it's more than that. If my first round pick goes to a guy that plays and plays a lot, why is that bad? What does it matter the position? If you're like if the Raiders when old crazy Al Davis were alive, right? Speed. If but <laughs> if you were a kicker short and you got a guy that you know was going to kick for 20 years, Sebastian Janikowski. Even if you took him at the end of the first yeah. round and it completes your football team, what's the problem? So I have draft picks to begin with. Like we become so, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And well, that's, you got to go is, here and you got to go there. Well, and that it's is like, not, you're, you're building right. a football team. That I don't is, give a damn. There is something to that that I agree with. You'll now, give me guys that you'll can look play. at, you'll like, there's, so Sony Michelle gets a, a lot of heat uh, for, you know, just being okay. He wasn't like, wow, that back is like amazing. Uh, but I would say there's plenty of other positional first rounders that were just okay. Also, like so, yeah. So to that, the belief is that you could find a first rounder uh, in the second round, in the third round, which is why Bill will trade out or trade yeah. back because if I got pick forty. It brings me the same value as 25. Yeah. It also depends on where your roster is. I think part of the problem in terms of figuring the Patriots out is that for a period of time, you almost really like the draft philosophies do carry over on the whole, but you were drafting differently when Tom Brady was here versus what you're doing now. Whenever Tom Brady was here and the, and the roster, like when you guys played, you know, that roster was stacked. You know, and if you were bringing in a first rounder, it better be a position of need and somebody that can come in right away. Because, like, look at that 07 team. I think the first pick they had was the D tackle Brown, who was a fourth rounder. Malcolm Brown. And, yeah, I, don't even, Texas. No, and I don't even know if he made the roster coming up here. Like, boy, what a waste of a draft. Who'd you want to punt? Like, if your roster is set, you approach the draft differently. And it's more than just, you know, what uh, what Les Snead did in L.A. Let me willy-nilly throw them all out because i got to just go acquire talent versus building a team. I think, again, we got to remember it's a team-building exercise. But getting back around to Damian Harris, I'm starting to think there's a better chance he might come back. Because well, of all those backs, he might get pushed down to a – one year deal at two and a half million or something like that, and maybe feel pretty fortunate that he got that. No, no, that's the, the, there's the the value is real modest because you're just not like you're a good, tough, physical player, and like they like you, and there's value there, but you're not a priority per se. Like you're not. Um, but I think he's he'll end up getting good money, but he's not breaking the bank. Like backs that break the bank that really. You really have to be multidimensional now. You really have to bring value in two different areas, in the running game, obviously, and then the passing game. I mean, I would look at, uh, oh, man, uh, Leonard Fournette. 
Okay, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks didn't couldn't run the ball at all, so he suffered from that. Looked like he came in uh, a little heavy, but he's a good pass catching back, and he's a downhill thumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, now uh, he's not nearly as fast as he used to be, but I'm gonna go look. I'm not gonna look at his stats, but I mean, he was catching 50, 60 balls with Brady. A lot of checkdowns, a lot of bailouts. Yeah, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Still, but, there's still positive yards. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Doesn't that matter. those plays work? And and the game is almost designed for a lot of that There's stuff. There's so now. many easy. I always envied those guys because the tight ends like bailout route like never got thrown. It's like the flat, you know, chip release over the over the over the tackle. They're not going to see you. Those backs though, they flare to the left, they flare to the right, they chip, they run to the flat, they do like an angle route. They're wide open spacing, and you're like, damn, like that. That was like the fifth option, and that dude just got 15 yards. He's got eight catches. What the hell. Isaiah Pacheco is a perfect example of that. Whether it's running it or just flipping it to him, McKinnon yeah. as well in Kansas City, those guys. Um, Rutgers guy. Hey, uh, I know that we did, we're we not going to get a, a bigger chance to unpack this. Sean Payton to Denver. Ooh. Now, let it oh, be known, man. over a two-year period, the Denver Broncos have traded three first-round picks and three second-round picks, and they got back, I think it's two-thirds – Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Okay, I know that we don't have a ton of time on this, but I will say this. Give me a this. minute I will, right I will now. tell you this. Their biggest problem, they have a Russell Wilson problem. That's the irony of this. I think not only the biggest problem is like just how he's received in the locker room. I don't think they like him. I've never seen a quarterback with so much you know, credibility roll into a new team and then just not be beloved just like all, like it just, it's amazing how his reputation has been damaged. Mm-hmm. Like guys on the team aren't, don't really like him. They push him. They mock him. They act like they think he's stupid and says dumb stuff. And like you have to call three different people to get in touch with him. How do you personalize your relationship? If I got to, if you're on my team and we hang out on a regular basis, I got to call your assistant to talk to you. That's his biggest issue. That is Sean Payton's biggest problem. They have a really good defense. They're going to be good defensively. That's the biggest issue is fixing that perception and that relationship with him. And, you know, their division is unbelievably challenging. Good freaking luck. It's challenging. You're going to play Mahomes twice. You're going to play the Raiders, whoever they get twice. You're going to play play Justin Herbert twice. There's six games. Six games every single year. Can you go 500 against those six teams? If you can, all right, we can talk. And that's just to survive. That's yeah. That's your right? division. That's just to survive. And I, and and look, you go three and three in the division, you feel pretty good. Yeah, but you ain't winning the division title. You're guaranteed to play wild card weekend if you even get there. I know there's more. I know there is uh, more to that to be able to uh, get to. But are you done? Brings it home next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Gresh and Fourier. Do you hate it when you call a restaurant or a business and you're put on hold? Well, if you're the restaurant owner, Unified Office can help you. Unified Office, the proud sponsor of Are You Done? They will make your restaurant better. 
with all of their technology. Billy Lanny, are you done? Uh, sadly, I'm not done. <laughs> another uh, another sad moment today in the world of entertainment. Oh, no. As reported by uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Leapin' Lanny Poffo has passed away at the age of 68. No! Leapin' Lanny ain't leaping no more. We'll have to fill in Fourier about his special skill, Leapin' Lanny. Oh, I didn't know he had it. I knew he, I knew he, my first memory is him flinging uh, Frisbees into the crowd. Yeah, apparently he. And a voice of gold. His oh. voice was amazing. He should have been doing this stuff. Oh, yeah, very amazing much so. Leapin' Lanny. Uh, apparently he was. Uh, a contortionist, Billy. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay. And some things that you might, you know, in the 80s might show off in a locker room to entertain the boys. He could let, allow your mind to kind of go down that road a little really bit. He was really good at sit-ups. Like, yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's the way we'll put it. <laughs> could do some amazing things, Rest apparently. Peace. Thoughts yeah. and prayers. The, Are you uh, done? Are, no, you no, you know what? No, you know what? Now I'm not done. No, now Man, we're not I'm done. Something else, and then he came back as the genius <laughs> and managed Mr. Perfect. That's right. <laughs> and he was the macho. Oh, oh, Mr. Perfect? No, no, Mr. Perfect no, 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 no. This is Mr. the guy Perfect. who would read the poetry. So he was the le- he was leaping Lanny Poffo. Just as a graduate, he was the poet laureate of the World Wrestling Federation. Mm. But really, why was the guy in wrestling? He was the real life brother of the Macho Man Randy Savage. There it is. Dead are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Billy's done. Uh, Chicken <laughs> Nick, are you done? I'm not done. Uh-oh. We have another house watch in the NFL, similar to when Tom Brady had a house in Connecticut and then didn't have a house in Connecticut. Okay. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers is rumored to have bought or buying a house in Las Vegas. And Devontae Adams, somebody tweeted out what neighborhood is he moving into. And Devontae Adams said, Mine. So really? Rodgers to Vegas might be a thing. Hmm. Wow. So Josh McDaniels is going to give up more picks with Green Bay again. I know, right? Isn't that just to get him? It's a hundred million dollar dead cap hit. If they yes, do that's a chance in hell. Why, like, why would Green Bay have structured the deal the way they did if they were just going to punt on Aaron Rodgers after a year? I know. If they if they knew that there was going to be an opportunity that he would be a valuable asset, they would probably give everybody involved a better opportunity to sign him because who wants to take it on? Like, it's just like a. It's just it. It's debilitating. So if they do, it's after June first. There's no house in Connecticut, right? So they <laughs> split it up. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? I am done. Fourier, are you done? Uh, I have two things, but I may not get to both of them. Uh, okay, so um, actually, I'll do this Body's one first. Is, is Bridget here? <laughs> is Bridget still in the back? Yeah, is she there? Is, can we put Bridget on mic? Is there any chance no. for us to get Bridget on mic? Because Bridget yeah, you came wonder, in. Wonder why and, I never have time to do anything. Hey, well, someone okay, who's not know, listening, you know, who I was just her. in here, let's put her on. She's all the way down the hall. Okay, forget it. I forget it. I'll pass. Go. Are you so done? You went from two are, to none. Are you done? Are you done? You shame him. He's like all mad. That I he had ate. two. It may take up more mean, time. No, no, no forget I'm just it. One's tied to the other. You're the one who. You're the one who starts it with. Oh, I might not have a lot of time to get to both. Let me Why go find somebody who's going to gobble don't up two go minutes. In order. Like you should she go was, first next time. She's literally here thirty seconds. She just right back on the. Air. I think I scared her off of what I told her. You did scare her off. I she think ran I down the hallway. Totally, she probably ran to Mike Kirby's office, HR. Telling her about uh, Leap and Lanny, were you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, two things. Number one, f- uh, Punxsutawney Phil, that stupid rat in Pennsylvania, got lifted out of its hole today where a bunch of drunken people who were going to head down to the Elks Club your, to get a are your people, by the way. They're idiots. They know what that rat needs? Shot. I'm waiting for... <laughs> 
I'm waiting for Pap Gresh or one of my uh, nephews or uh, or uncles or something to shoot that stupid rat right out of their hands. And by the way, it tells us six more weeks of winter. Real scientific, this thing. Let's pull a rat out of the ground. That's awesome. Uh, you know, we could fry that sucker. It would probably be, still be good eating. That goes to my that goes no. to my theory that if you bread and fry any sort of you know animal up, it will taste good. I uh, will put that taste- we'll put that to the test someday. And then I think I proudly say we have crossed the bridge in my family where my eight-year-old niece, Stella, is proving that she is a real Gresh. Now, my brother and I at times have been not combative towards each other, but towards other people. My little brother is six, three and a half, about 285 pounds, right? So I'm the old big brother and they're like, wow, he's actually bigger than you. And we both have the same proclivity to, well, tell people off at times or say what we think, right? That runs in the family? So my eight-year-old niece, who on the growth chart is like an 11-year-old, apparently Hmm. some 10-year-old on the bus was giving her some lip or her friend some lip. And my niece told her to like, hey, leave her alone. The girl didn't. And apparently my then eight-year-old niece turned around, looked at this girl, and said, I told you to shut the F up. To which my brother and I hysterically laughed when my sister-in-law told us the story. We're thinking, oh, my God, she's one of us. Then my brother started to think, eh, I wonder who that's on. Now, mind you, I've been around Andrew F. Gresh Jr., my dad, for my whole life. I heard that probably pretty consistently since I was eight years old. So somewhere along the way, this just beautiful, cute little girl who loves to play hockey. She's an animal, like on the ice and stuff like that. Somewhere along the way, someone taught her the phrase, shut the F up. Hmm. And they were like, tell us the story of what happened. And they told her. And then my sister-in-law, my brother left the room and hysterically laughed, thinking, yep, she's a grash. Mm. So she definitely said it on the ice. Oh, definitely. That, even at eight, I'm, I'm sure she she's. I'm that's, I'm, that's, be, uh, I'm gonna be nervous in ten years uh-oh. for that girl. Okay, I like she's that. gonna be an ass. Is kicker. that the Gresh goat? Is that the like the the Gresh family crest? No word of choice, oh, phrase of no. choice. No, like the the whole neighborhood knows if the if they say this, look out. No, it is this. Do you remember if you ever uh, were in the Cub Scouts and they would have like the little badges? There would be like four of them. I think it was like. Wolf, bear, something, and then we blows, and they might have changed that because of political reasons or whatever. But there's four of them in a in a in in the family crest, and that's just one of the phrases with swear words in it that's been thrown around my family okay. for about sixty years. Okay, I'll tell you what though, Jesus Rita would not be happy that her her Jesus granddaughter or her great granddaughter would be okay. dropping f bombs okay. on the bus. Meanwhile, my brother and I think it's freaking hilarious. And so do I. That's pretty funny. I like when little kids swear. I think it is, too. <laughs> Are you done? Are, are you done? That's it Are for us. Done? See Chicken, that? Chicken Nick. You happy now? Chicken Nick. Well, again. Hey, let's bring Ken in for this. Hey, we well, missed. Ken's we had meeting. it. No, we were supposed to bring. Hey, we have a big photo shoot tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Ken okay. booked us a photo shoot at 2.30. By the way, mandatory staff meeting, 4.30, called by Ken. Yeah, on a, on Friday. a Friday. Yeah, I'll be there. Good grief. Not a chance. Uh... Chicken Nick and Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Uh, Jones and Mego with our candor next. Fourier and I will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Are you done?
Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.